0: Mr. is She'er on Likutei Sichay, Tezayin, the fourth Sicha. On the pasuk, Hashem Sinai, Hashem came down on the mountain of Sinai. Rashi explains: One would think, you may think, that it means he literally mamish. Yorad of mamish. The mamish <Bible> he came down on it. Literally, came down on the mountain. <speaking in> Talmud <the Bible> So the pasuk says a later pasuk. If you later just one chapter later, I spoke to you from heaven, which teaches us, etc., that when it says Hashem came down, it uh, didn't mean uh, literally, but as Rashi, as we're going to speak in chapter 3 of this, exactly what Rashi says there, but right now, it's not, uh, the Rebbe doesn't get into what Rashi says, how Rashi diffuses this issue, that it says, Hashem came down in our sinai, you think, Mama, came down? It says a later passage that Hashem spoke from heaven. It means it didn't come down. He was still in heaven. So is he on the mountain or on heaven? It teaches us and Rashi is going to reconcile. But right now, the reconciliation is not important. Right now we have to understand why does Rashi B'chal raise this concept? In Pashtus, we would learn. Simply we would learn that Rashi is coming to answer an apparent contradiction in Psukim. Here it says that Hashem came down in Arsinai Sinai, which literally, one would assume it means He literally came down in Arsinai Sinai. Yet, yet later the Possek says, I spoke to you from heaven. But this Rashi answers to tell us that there's a, a medium way of what it means. He's came down and is in heaven. But let's, if, if that's what Rashi is coming to do to explain a, a contradiction from a later chapter, first of all, let me ask a few questions. First of all, why does Rashi have to introduce the question by saying, it says here that Hashem came down on Har Sinai. You think mamish came down on Har Sinai. He should just could, have, could have just said, it says here he came down on Har Sinai. Hey, later it says he spoke from heaven. It he wasn't on the mountain. Number two, and this is the main question, this contradiction comes in a later pasuk. Why does Rashi tell us about a contradiction from something we're going to learn later? Let him raise it later. Right now we don't know that later it says he spoke from heaven. Right now we see it says that he came down on the mountain. Especially that later Rashi does address the contradiction. And later when it says, because I spoke to you from heaven, uh, uh, Rashi, Rashi says, there's another pasuk already that tells us that Hashem came down to the mountain. He spoke from the mountain. So if he's going to address it later, why does he address it here? So we must say that Rashi is not coming to answer the contradiction of these two Pesukim, which indeed only arises later. But in the pasuk here, even before you get to the next pasuk where it says he spoke from heaven, there's already some kind of a doubt, Yochel. I may think, possibly, does it mean he actually came down, or maybe not? In other words, this pasuk itself, the translation and interpretation, when you learn this pasuk itself, you're a little, you're a little doubtful. And Rashi wants to clarify. Ah, since over here you can't see exactly the two sides of the doubt, so Rashi brings from a later pasuk which says, "I spoke to you from heaven," which tells us that. We're not sure what it means here, Hashem came down, because when you read this Pasek itself, you already have a question. So now I can bring in the, the I can flesh it out, Rashi says, and bring the other Pasek, which says, I spoke from heaven, and now we have two sides of a coin here. Does he speak from the mountain, or does he speak from heaven? So we have to understand, what is the, what is the doubt over here? In other words, why does why Rashi need to comment here? There's obviously some kind of a doubt whether it means he literally came down on the mountain. Why? Base. So the explanation of that is why here there's, uh, um, here there's room for, to, to try and understand what does it mean he came down to the mountain? It's because in an earlier Apostlech we already read that Har Sinai was fully smoked. It was full of smoke because Hashem had come down on it in fire. <clears throat> so it says that what happened to the fire, doesn't say it was burning. It says that it was full of smoke. right now seemingly if the fire came down on it literally so then the mountain itself should have been burning um like it says by this by the snare the mount that it was burning particularly it's difficult to comprehend exactly what does it mean that that the mountain was burning but specifically we know that there were things growing on the mountain like it says the story where Moshe Rabbeinu was going to pasture the sheep of Yisra, and then he saw a burning bush, where did that story take place? It was on Har Sinai, right? And there there was a burning bush. So we already know there was a sned, there's a bush there. And simply speaking, it's not the only bush there. It's not the only thing, vegetation that grows on Har Sinai. Just on this point about uh, whether or not there was vegetation on Har Sinai, it's fascinating that, um, first of all, Rebbe, Rebbe brings here in, in uh, footnote 9, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to graze the sheep of Yisrael out there in that area means that there were things that grew there. Also, we know in that Hashem warned the Bnei Israel that they shouldn't let their sheep graze by that mountain. And... Um, uh, yeah, uh, so we know that there were things wrong there. By the way, says the Rebbe, if you want to say that there was no vegetation, so why was there even smoke? Um, so you want to say there was a miracle, that the mountain was smoking? What what was causing it to smoke? Uh, stones don't burn. So what was causing the mountain to smoke? So um, to say that it was a miraculous smoke, I'll peep shot. We don't want to try and build up a miracle, make a bigger miracle than we have to. So basically the Rebbe is... Uh, saying that, even though in some places it looks like the mountain was totally barren, but uh, it could be there's different Midrashas, different Midrashas. But we're going with the simple Pshut and that we know that there was, Moshe Rabbeinu took the sheep to graze there, we know that there was a bush there, that Moshe saw burning. Here, it says, Oshan. it doesn't say that Harshinai was burning, it says it was smoking. So, why was it smoking and not burning? So we could say the fact that the mountain was not burning but rather was only smoky is because we could say it was a miracle that the fire was consuming the mountain but the mountain didn't go on fire. Or why, why make a special miracle? The way we could learn it simply is that um, naturally what took place is that it was smoky. Why was it only smoky? It was steaming and smoking because the, Hashem's fire didn't literally go on the mountain. It was close to the mountain. So therefore, the mountain didn't literally burn. or was full of smoke because you had a fire right next to it. And here the Rebbe puts in square brackets like the nature of fire is that when it's close enough to a thing, so the actual thing it's close to also goes up with, also gives out smoke. Is that perhaps steam? Like when, when uh, something gets very close to fire it gets so hot that it starts to steam. I'm not sure exactly what the devil means here. But basically, Rashi says, it says that Hashem came down on the mountain, but already be- beforehand we learned, though, that it says that Hashem came down on fire in the mountain, but it was only smoky, which means it doesn't seem to be that Hashem came down literally on the mountain, because if He came down literally on the mountain, the whole mountain should burn. So that's why Rashi says, you may think that He came literally on the mountain... In other words, it says V'yeir Hashem. But it's doubtful to say that Hashem Mamish came with his whole presence on the mountain because otherwise the mountain should be burning. We already know that the mountain was only smoking. One second, the Rebbe says, based on what I've just explained to you, (coughs) so it shouldn't be any doubt. What's the doubt? Obviously, if if earlier we already learned that the mountain wasn't burning, it was only smoking, and here it says Hashem came down to the mountain, obviously it means it. it didn't literally come down the mountain. was just close to the mountain so what so why is Rashi proposing two sides it should it it seems clear that Hashem didn't come down on the mountain okay let's leave this question for now says the Rebbe now let's see what what Rashi does reconcile these two things remember we have on the one hand it says Hashem came down on the mountain the other hand later it says Hashem spoke to them from heaven means he didn't come down to the mountain we said that Rashi Already when it says he came down on the mountain, there's a bit of a problem, there's a bit of a... something that needs to be explained, because we learned before that the mountain only went up in smoke, it didn't actually burn, which means that it seems to be also that Hashem didn't literally come down on the mountain. So how does Rashi reconcile? Rashi says, this teaches us, that Hashem hirkin, Hashem lowered the higher heavens, the higher heavens and the lower heavens, and he spread them forth on the mountain, just like you would put a sheet on a bed, and then Hashem's holy Kisei HaKovit, his throne of glory, went down on them. So Hashem brought down the lower and higher heavens, placed it like a sheet on a bed on the mountain, and on that, placed the, 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 his, his presence came down the Kisei HaKovit, the, the celestial throne, the Hashem's, Hashem's throne. So the mocker of this, where's the source that Rashi takes him? It's from the Mechilta. But already we've said many times, when Rashi brings a peerage from the Medrash, he brings only Pirushim that are relevant to the Pshat of the, of the Pasuk. He's not a compilation of Medrash Stam. He brings it when it helps and it fits into the Pshat of the, of the Pasuk. Especially in our case, Rashi doesn't say it's from the Medrish. In other words, he's excerpting from the Medrash that which is relevant to Pshat Pshat. He's not telling you this is a Medrash. You should know I'm giving you a little, something a little more allegoric. No, he says it in the Pshat. So we have to understand. It, what Rashi is coming to it to explain how Vayered fits with Minashamayim. on one hand, it says Hashem came down at Sinai. On the other hand, it says later in the pasukim that Hashem spoke from heaven. It's enough to say just simply teaches us that Hashem brought down the heaven onto the mountain. We have an answer, right? He spoke on the he, he came down to the mountain and he spoke from heaven because he brought heaven to the mountain. So why does Rashi? From where does Rashi take the basis in, in the simple Shulchan in the simple reading of the pasuk? That a Hashem brought down two levels of heaven, the higher heavens and the lower heavens. B, not just that He lowered them to the mountain, but also He spread them out like a sheet. Three, um, He made them like a sheet on a bed with that detail. And four, that not that Hashem came down, but rather His celestial throne, His His, his throne of glory came down. Dalit says okay. that more in addition to these questions about Rashi in this place. Let's also understand how this fits with the Rashi later, Take, in one chapter later, where the pasuk says, "For from heaven I spoke to you." What does Rashi say there? Rashi says there. Another pasuk says that Hashem came down on the mountain of Sinai. So here, in other words, the pasuk I'm quoting here, in the next chapter over, is that Hashem says, "For from heaven I spoke to you." Says Rashi, but a pasuk already says that Hashem came down on our Sinai. So it's not from heaven, from the mountain. So there comes a third pasuk and. And, and, uh, and Machria um, mediates between the two and says that from heaven, the Pasik goes like this in the volume I think. Let his voice be heard from heaven to teach you. And he showed you on heaven his great fire. Says Rashi, what is this Pasik telling us? That on the one hand, his glory is in heaven. The Eishik, and his fire and his strength comes to it, is on the earth, so he's kind of the, the Hashem is, 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 is spanning from earth to heaven. Part is on heaven, part is on earth. Another interpretation says Rashi is that Hashem brought down, lowered the heaven and the heaven of heaven, Shamayim, and he spread them out on the mountain, as it says, that he moved down the heaven, and he came down. This is a pasuk uh, in, in Tehillim. So, now we have to understand. Now we are full of amazement and wonderment. In our pasuk, the, Rashi didn't bring two interpretations. He just brought that when it says that Hashem came down in Har Sinai, it means he lowered the heavens to the mountain. Yet on that pasuk, the next pasuk where it says he spoke down from heaven, first of Rashi says another pirush that Hashem's was in heaven, but his fire was on earth, and also <coughs> there. What was the only interpretation Rashi gave here in our pasuk? There, it only becomes a secondary posse, uh, interpretation. In other words, it's not the main uh, literal meaning of the pasuk there. Why is that? Also, we have to understand, no, Mele that Rashi doesn't say that the details that he spread it out on the mountain like a sheet on a bed, and that Hashem's throne of glory claimed down on it we could say look rashi already said these details earlier doesn't have to repeat those details but we have to understand about the differences and the things rashi adds first of all rashi says here calls it the higher heavens lower heavens there rashi calls it the heavens and the heavens of heavens b there rashi brings a, 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 a adds a proof from a passage which says so it says in the prophets and in tehillim That Hashem lowered the heaven and he came down. If you need to bring a proof to this concept that Hashem brought down the heaven to earth, why doesn't Rashi bring it in our pasik where he brings this pirush first? Next thing we want to understand is since uh, um, Rashi brings there the general pirush without any details, so why does he bring the detail that he spread it forth on the mountain? And the pasik he brings to support it doesn't speak about about spreading, spreading out on the mountain. It's just, just Vayetchmim, he lowered the, the heaven. It means hirkin, he lowered it. But it doesn't say that he spread it forth. So why bring it there? So the explanation in all of this says the Rebbe. We have a lot of questions now that was going to give us, forge a path ahead. The difference between the two Pirushim of Rashi come about because of the general context in which these said are said and, um, and, and the message they're giving off. In these p'sukim here that we're reading in this parsha, the the context and the message and the emphasis is how Hashem came down on Har Sinai in a way that it was evident and obvious to everybody that Hashem's presence was coming down to earth. So much so that the mountain itself received a level of kedusha, and therefore the ensuing instruction was, be careful, don't go up on the mountain, don't touch the mountain. Nobody's allowed to go to the mountain of Sinai. Place uh, fencing around the mountain to make sure it's holy; nobody can go up there. And that's why, when Rashi says, "You, you, you may think he didn't literally come, come on it, come down on it," Rashi has to support that doubt from a further pasuk that says, "Hashem said he spoke from heaven." In other words, we we said we just we said earlier that the fact that the pasuk says that the Hasina was only full of smoke tells you something about Hashem not being on the mountain. And that's why we ask, when it says Hashem came down on the mountain, does it really mean He came down on the mountain? Because then the the mountain would be burning, not just smoking. So that's enough of a question. Why doesn't Rashi just, based on that question, start to explain that really Hashem brought down heavens to earth and, and was not literally on the mountain. He was on the heavens in the mountain. It's like on the sheet that spread on the mountain, on the heaven part of the sheet. Why does Rashi bring, have to strengthen the question from the fact that it says later, from heaven I spoke to you? So the reason why Rashi has to strengthen the question for bringing a passage which literally uh, uh, says blatantly that he spoke from heaven <clears throat> is because just from the, the words that Hasina was only smoking and not burning, it's not enough to really uh, take away from the simple context of this whole narrative here, which is that Hashem literally came down on the mountain. That's why the mountain becomes holy. So it would only it would only bring what we've read till now about the Hasinai smoking, which means it was only the mountain, the Hashem was only near it, not on it. Okay, that's that that creates a vagueness. But Rashi throws in the Pasik that says, no, but we have literally where it says Hashem spoke from heaven. So this, how does that fit with what we're saying here that Hashem came down on the mountain? Ah, so that's why here Rashi is coming from that context, where the, you see the Pasik is talking about Hashem's revealed presence on the mountain. And that's what he's addressing. Later, in the later parsha, chapter later it speaks, you've seen that from heaven I spoke to you. The posik there is coming to emphasize another aspect of the story, and that is how high and removed Hashem is from earth. And therefore, that's an introduction there to what Hashem says, don't make things, don't make, uh, uh, don't make uh, uh, statues of things that are usually with me in heaven. You're not allowed to make uh, moons and suns, uh, idols of that nature. But there the Pesach is emphasizing, because Hashem is so removed, Hashem is in heaven, so even the things that are there with Him in heaven, serving Him, don't make statues. There the emphasis is how Hashem is removed and aloof in heaven. So we're going to have to try and, and make sure to understand here, it's not, they are talking about the same story. <laughs> it's the same Hashem, of course. Hashem is in heaven, Hashem comes down on earth, but these two parshas are emphasizing two particular aspects of where, of Hashem's revelation and coming down to earth. So in the Pirush, the first Pirush there is that Hashem, where where we're trying to say about the glory, about how Hashem is removed and aloof and in heaven. So that's why there, when that's the emphasis of the narrative, so there, the Pshut HaShomikra, first Pshat is that Hashem's glory is on heaven. And what comes down to earth is his fire and his strength. Because there, according to that period, we're, we're going to be emphasizing the, the, the aloofness, the, the upliftedness, the highness of Hashem from earth. That we say that his glory didn't come down to our sinai. That stayed in heaven. Only his fire and his gvura. However, once we say, though, that Hashem lowered the heavens to earth so what does it mean how are we emphasizing that Hashem spoke from heaven in other words if the heaven was lowered to earth so that's not going to emphasize how Hashem is so removed so that's why that's not the first pshat he brings first he, in, in that place in those psukim, in a chapter later where we're trying to emphasize about Hashem's greatness and, and exaltedness he doesn't first bring the pshat that Hashem lowered heaven to earth the Mount of Sinai. First, he says that Hashem taka an aspect of heaven remained in heaven, and aspects of Hashem came down to earth. It's fire and name Because there the emphasis is on the um on, on, the, on the on the on the exaltedness of Hashem. However, okay, so why doesn't uh, order 26, footnote 26? that says why doesn't Rashim just stay with that shot there? The way the narrative is there. So no, but that's not enough. Even there, Rash needs to bring the second shot that Hashem lowered the heavens. You know why? Because we did have a pasuk where we're learning now, which is Hashem came down to Har Sinai. That's much, but also the glory of Hashem came down. Also, we said that the, that the mountain became holy and you couldn't go on the mountain. That's not enough. It would seem to be questionable whether just the fire and the and the strength of Hashem is enough to make the, the mountain holy. You would need the covet of Hashem, the glory of Hashem. So that's why that pirush is not enough for the, for the five-year-old learning. The, the pasuk. Rashi, even there, when we're talking about Hashem's removeness and exaltedness, says that Hashem brought down heaven to earth. We need, that, we need to come to that pirush as well. It answers another angle. Vov. With this, we'll understand why here, why here in our Posik that we're learning, Hashem, uh, the Posik says that, Hash, that, that Hashem lowered the higher heaven and the lower heaven. And there it says, Hashem lowered the the heaven and the heaven of heavens. Why? The kavon, the intention of Rashi here is to explain the narrative and the content of this parsha, which is how Hashem came down on the mountain. The only thing we have to do is to reconcile that on the other hand, it doesn't stand in opposition to what it says that Hashem spoke from heaven. So we're saying that he brought the heaven down. But since in these p'sukim, you find that what? That A, the emphasis is Hashem himself came down. Also, you see that what? That Hashem lowered himself to go to Har Sinai. So if there's Yered, there's a lowering, and it's Hashem himself, so we can't say that Hashem just brought down the heavens. In other words, you can say between Hashem and, and, and Harsinai, there's only one heaven. That's not such a descent of Hashem himself. So now she says, no, Hashem himself, that's the heaven of the heavens. The, the higher heavens and the lower heavens, and, and so the higher heavens, we can understand the language, of Hashem himself, and the descent is a full descent. There's a, a big branch. Bridge, it has to be bridge, not just between the lower heavens, but also the higher heavens. And since here we're talking about the descent of the heavens, so that's why we don't lose the, the language which is in the, in, in, in the book of Devarim, there's a language, the heaven and the heaven of heavens. But rather, we use language that denotes upper and lower. So he says, that Hashem came down, also the higher heavens and the lower heavens, because this is going to fit with the theme we're talking about, that Hashem is coming down to the mountains. However there where Rashi is trying to say emphasize the heavenness that Hashem is still speaking from heaven the only thing is over there we have to try and um, over there we have to try and reconcile that it shouldn't be in opposition to what it says that Hashem came down on the mountain. So that's why Rashi says that Taki even though Hashem lowered heaven to the mountain which in a way diminishes the strength of what the pasuk said that Hashem spoke from heaven but that lowering of the heaven includes the heaven and the heavens of heaven. So to say that even the way the heaven came down, there's still the heaven of heavens there. And it's not, it's, it's, it still retains its heavenliness. And it's still exalted even as it comes down. It's heavens of heavens. The way it comes down on the mountain. There was a tug of war here. In our psukim here, we're emphasizing Hashem's coming down those sukim we're emphasizing Hashem's exaltedness. In both p'sukim, though, we'll end up saying that Hashem brought heaven down to earth. But since there, we're emphasizing the descent and how the Kedusha permeates our Sinai. So therefore, Zion says that Rebbe. So that's why it's not enough to say that he lowered the heavens. But that still doesn't tell us, that tells us that Hashem went, that came down generally, but not the way that he came down. That is, he's in a way, coming down in a way that the mountain itself gets holiness. <clears throat> that's why Rashi adds here that he spread them out on the mountain he spread them out on the mountain in other words it's placed on the mountain and more than that like a sheet on a bed you know what a sheet on a bed is like a sheet doesn't maintain its own individual prominence it becomes a, a part of the bed it's, it, it's an accoutrement it's a function of the bed you put a sheet on it and similarly here what we're saying is that the heavens didn't remain a separate entity from the mountain they became like a sheet on the mountain, and that's why the kedusha, the holiness of the Shekhinah, became actually uh, uh, attached to the mountain and it became a holy. You couldn't go up on Har Sinai when the Torah was being given. However, the pasuk which says that Hashem spoke from heaven, there the emphasis is the way Hashem spoke from heaven, not from earth. So Rashi can't say the pasuk is trying to emphasize it's like a sheet on a bed. The contrary there the emphasis is that even the way it came down on the mountain the mountain is secondary to the heaven he's still, still speaking from heaven <coughs> however even there where Rashi is emphasizing the heavenness of it he still says he spread it forth because if you just say that Hashem lowered the heaven it's not going to be enough to reconcile how do, you, how do you explain what it says that Hashem came down on Har Sinai that means that there was Kedusha on the mountain itself so Rashi has to make kind of a even later when he's emphasizing the heavenliness of it he still has to say it was spread forth on the mountain Shema'im didn't remain higher than, than than the mountain. He it was spread forth on the mountain. So that detail is still there. He just doesn't emphasize the detail that it was spread forth like a sheet. That's why we now we lost understand why Rashi there brings the proof from the Pasuk by Yay by that Hashem lowered the heaven, bent down the heaven, and it came down. That the, the proof of the Pasuk is more than. Vayet, more than the fact that Hashem lowered the heaven, the pasuk doesn't say anything more than that, and that's and also in the pasuk Kim and Hashem spoke from heaven. The, 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 the pasuk doesn't speak about like a sheet on a bed, because then Shamayim would become lose its would lose its specialty as Shamayim. It would become part of. It would become like a sheet, become part of the bed. So spreading it forth is. Part of the bending it down, just like where it says Hashem bent down the heaven and went down, and went down. He brought down heaven to the mountain, but not more than that. Even then, they maintained their shamayimness, their heavenness. And that's why you could say, you saw that from shamayim I spoke to you. Now, if you're getting the feeling that seems to be too perushim, in other words, in one place, Rashi is saying, Mamash it's like a sheet on the mountain, Hashem fully came down, that's why the kedusha is there. In the other place, later on, was saying, the heavenness still remained the heavenness. So he came down to the mountain, but he does not like a sheep. Are these two things opposing each other? So Hora 30, the Rebbe addresses that, he says, and these two interpretations of Rashi in this chapter next chapter are not, they're not in opposition to each other. In each place, Rashi explains what the Pshutish Shomikra is emphasizing in this pasuk, in the pasuk where it says Hashem came down on Hashinai, Sinai, there the emphasis is on the holiness of the mountain. So in in that detail, the heavens are like a sheet on a, on a on a on a on a bed. It's like a sheet on a mountain. In however the later pasuk where the emphasis, you see, the pasuk is emphasizing. I spoke to you from heaven. So it emphasizes the fact that even though the heaven came down, they still retained their individuality. Bifne where they remained themselves. And that's why Rashi just says, they were spread forth on the mountain. It doesn't emphasize this aspect. So again, which way did it happen? So in Taylor there's this concept that uh, um, both these concepts are there. But the question is, which one is the, is the, is the, is the, is the emphasis at this particular time? I'll be honest. I'm. I'm uh, you see, I'm a little. Uh, not not so strong in this point. But the Rebbe addresses it here in the Ha'ada that it seems to be. In other words, it's it's. There seems to be a tug of war still. But the Rebbe is saying no. Each place and actually he's explaining each place. You see, the Torah itself is 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 is, uh, um, is 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 changing the emphasis again. Because here he wants to say how uh, Har Sinai becomes a place of Hashem's presence. And, and uh, the mountain becomes holy only for the time when, once Hashem withdrew, then the mountain becomes regular. And the, and later on is the Apostle is saying Hashem is so exalted, and therefore, because I spoke to you from heaven, and, and you, you, the things that serve me in heaven, the the, the constellations, the the, the suns, the moon, don't make images. He wants to emphasize the heaviness of heaven. Okay, question of emphasis. Ches according to this. Which uh, that Rashi is coming to explain the details and the ways of the Hashem going down on Har Sinai. So we also understand why he says in the first passage that we're learning that Hashem's holy throne of glory came down on them. By it's Mitzrayim it says, that Hashem said, I'll pass over in Eretz Mitzrayim, that Hashem himself in his full glory came down in Egypt. It says, I smote every firstborn. And then nonetheless we find... We don't find by Yetzirah time that there was any fire or smoke. Here, Hashem comes down to Sinai, all of a sudden there's fire and smoke. So in order to understand this difference, why when Hashem comes down to Sinai, why is the difference when, when Hashem comes to say, from Egypt, so Rashi says, Yorat Kisei Akovid, Hashem's heavenly throne came down here. Kisei, a, 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 literally a throne, a seat, a chair, shows on settlement, kviyus, being settled in a place. Have a seat. If you just want to stand there for a second, you don't have a seat. You sit down, there's already some kind of a, a permanence here. And sozan uh, is yashvus, uh, settleness, and godliness and greatness. Especially when we're talking about, and, and, and kingship, especially when we're talking about Hashem's uh, throne of glory. In other words, Hashem came down on the mountain, He came down in a way of yashvus and kvios. came down in a way of being, in a settled way, in a permanent way, on the mountain of Sinai. And together with the glory and the kingship, and that's why when Hashem came down to that brought all the details. That we're talking about in the parsha, the fire and the smoke and all that. Whereas when Hashem was going through Egypt, it was avarti, passed through Egypt, doesn't bring with it all that. That's why Rashi said kisse Um, I learned this with my son. He asked me. He's not a ben chamish He just turned around mitzvah. But he asked me, um, what about in the Mishkan, for example, where there Hashem is be found that we don't find the also the oshan and, and all that i i raise it because a child asked it so we're learning i'm 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 thinking that um the whole point of the um anyway just throwing out the question there if you have an answer uh, love to hear from you perhaps it's along the lines of um that the contrary, the whole, the whole point of the Mishkan is now to make the Shina permeate the world in the way that the world can, can absorb it and the world itself can be full of kedusha. The fire and all that, that kind of negates, um, almost like Rabbi shimon Yerchai perhaps, Rabbi Loza, the son of Rabbi Shimei Yechai, went out and wherever he looked it burned, so much Kiddusha burned. Rav said, had to heal things. They went back into the cave, and then they came out. They were able to integrate in the world. The, the point of Hasinai was the first boom, the uh, uh, first uh, dosage, uh, uh, voltage of Kedusha coming out to the world. Then what we're doing ever since then with the Mishkan and the the is... Anyway, that's... Tess. From the Inyonim Mufloim, from the wondrous things in Remez and Seid, of Pirosh is like this. Um, the difference between the two Pesukim and Mela, the two Pirushim and Rashi is what? That, he, that here where we're learning it's the descent that's emphasized but what? the descent is in a way that the heavens were brought down unto earth in other words also the heavens were brought down there the Psukim in a chapter later is talking that from heaven I spoke to you in other words higher than earth but the heavens were in a way that the heavens were lowered Yeah. In other words, um here we're talking Hashem coming down, so we're saying the Shamayim were brought down. There we're saying the Shamayim are Shamayim. But the Shammayim were bent down, right? So this is to be hinted in this fact that this Pasik al is in chapter nineteen, verse twenty. And the pasik that we've been Uh, bringing that from heaven I spoke to you. in Hashemayim is in chapter 20 verse 19 again here we're in chapter 19 verse 20 there it's in chapter 20 verse 19 (laughs) exact reverse now that ever points out in our 40 it's known the great debate about who divided chapters and verses in the uh, uh, chapters, sorry verses we know the psuk in the way they're supposed to be that's the uh, that's the tradition of Torah but chapters um, when you look in the Sefer terror you don't see any division in chapters. You have division in partius, where there's a break and so on. That's got nothing to do with the chapters. Chapters is a different chapterization. Who made the chapterization? But since we know that that's the mini so therefore, uh, this becomes uh, there's no there's no uh, argument about where the chapters are. But who made them? We don't know. But th- that becomes Minig And The Rebbe says we can learn from uh, we can learn from this. And the Rebbe says, I've had a discussion about this elsewhere, in the Kutasich is about the names of the sedras, which also are, are just developed. But yet, the Rebbe learns so many lessons from what the name of the Sedra was chosen to be. And this is also part of the, I uh, the mean, that it becomes Teirah. So we have these chapters. So what does this tell us? Now you're, to, uh, now you're going to become a little bit of a Kabbalist here, okay? Number 19, it says in Svarim, me doesn't quote here which svaru says it? it says in fun the number nineteen is the gematria of what it takes to fill the name of havaya yud kevavke and this is referred to as the name of ma. What does a milu mean when we talk about filling it? So let me tell you how it works. When I say the word yud, okay. When I write yud, I write yud. Then I if I write hey, hey, and then if I write vav, all right. But if I write, if I, when I say the word, the letters, Yud, that's Yud, Vav, dalad. When I say the letter He, He has something else with it. So I can fill He with a, with a He, with a Yud, or with an Aleph. Okay? Vav. When I spell Vav, I can either do Vav, Vav, or I can do Vav, Aleph, Vav. I can do Vav, Yud, Vav. Same thing with letter hey. So now we're going to take, that's called the milui. In other words, how the letters are filled. So when I do Gematria, Sometimes we do gematria in a way where we also take the filling. In other words, the letter Yud is just a sign for the full word, Yud. Yud, Vav, Dalet. So, are you with me? So when I take, if I take the gematria of the filling, so with Yud, I would take the gematria just of Vav, Dalet, which is 10. And now when I'm doing hey hey Aleph, so I just take the Aleph, because that's the filling of the hey. I take the Vav, I fill the Vav with an with with Aleph and a Vav, 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 Aleph, Vav. So and I just take the, Aleph and vav, that's seven. I take the second aleph from the second hay. so basically I have ten plus one for the hay, plus the yud gives me the, the filling is ten. The hay, the filling is one, eleven. The vav, the filling is seven. Aleph vav, so that's eighteen, and the last hay the filling is aleph, so that's nineteen. So we have nineteen is the filling of the name of Hashem in the in the in 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 the. Uh, in the way that the name of Hashem is considered Shame Ma, the name of Ma. Um, uh, Yeah, and, and when we say the name Ma, just wanted to do the mathematics. If you take the way we just did the filling, if you take all those numbers, so the Yud, you count the Yud as well, not just the filling. Take the Yud, and you take the Hey, Hey Aleph, you take the Vav, Vav Aleph, Vav. Take the Hey Aleph, you're going to get the number 45. So when you see the name Shem Ma, the name of Ma, it's the name of Yud Ke Vavke, the way it is spelled out, with also the fillings of what you need to fill in the letters. Again, so the letter is, let's say Yud, but the full spelling out of the letter yud is yud Vav dalit. Okay. So in sphiris, what does this mean? Again, in, in when, when we talk about the milli, the filling, that's the way it's spoken out. Yud, right? Not just the way you write it as one as a yud, as just one letter, the way it's spoken out. So that's speaking out is the concept of Dibur speaking, revealing what's been concealed. In sphiris that corresponds to the sphere of Malchus, which is the sphere of providing revelation. Chof, so that's yud test 19 Chof <coughs> is the acronym for Kesser Kesser being crown Kesser is the level that's Makif that that surrounds and higher than Seder ishtajos. it's a it's a it's an aloof concept Crown is high so it's like Kesser is crown malchos we say is like speech how does a king reveal what he wants by speaking the aloofness of the king is expressed by his crown that's his royalty so now, since all the spirits are really included in and of each other, so in the level of keser, the aloofness, there's also malchus, which is revelation, and you know, sharing onwards. In other words, the keser, the way it is higher than world, also there's the expression of it, the way it becomes in a revealed way, the way it transmits energy to the world. Similarly, when we talk about malchus, <coughs> which is the way that the 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 way that Godliness reveals to the world. There's also the crown of the Malchus. In other words, that um, Malchus also has its higherness. That in other words, in Malchus, there's a revelation of the superness, of the exaltedness of Keser. So in the exaltedness, there is a lowering to transmit downwards. In the transmission, Malchus, the last level, there's also an exaltedness which is expressed there. Each of them has, the, the, the spheres are all interwoven with each other. So therefore, this is the difference between the two psukim. Here it's chapter 19, verse 20. In other words, the 20-ness, keser, the exaltedness of it, is a detail of the 19, which means the malchus, which is the revelation of it. In other words, so it's keser of malchus. And that's why in uh, this chapter, generally, the speaking is about malchus, about the, the way Hashem lowered himself to the mountain, transmission onward. Rashi explains, Rashi gives us the wine of Torah. Rashi explains that within that Hashem going down, the the revelatory aspect, Ah, there's also the fact that it's the heaven. Hashem brought down the heaven to the mountain. In other words, there's the exaltedness within that revelation. In the next chapter, which is chapter 20, Pesach 19, so there the 19-ness is a a detail in the 20-ness. In other words, the main general gist there is about the heaven, the exaltedness of Hashem. Keser. (coughs) Hashem is removed from the world. And here Rashi also reveals to us that it's not Keser the way it is on itself and totally exalted and removed. Rather Hashem lowers down the heaven. In other words, there's within that exaltedness there's a loweringness and there's a communication with below. The heaven comes down. Malchus of Keser. That's a little bit of Kabbalah for us. Yud. This is also the internal explanation why in the possek of Ayered, Hashem said, uh, says Hashem came down on the mountain, Rashi said, it's like a sheet on a bed. And on the possek where it says, Hashem spoke from heaven, He doesn't bring down that detail, He leaves out the detail about like a sheet on a bed. We already explained it by Pashtus, but now I'll we'll explain it in Pneumius. Because since Keser of Malchus is a detail of, spheres, of the sphere of Malchus, and Malchus in general is about going down below, so even in the keser of the malchus, we could speak about it being like a sheet on a bed. It, it comes, its exaltedness comes down and becomes like a sheet on the bed. Um, like a sheet on the bed. The Rebbe says in r 47, malchus is itself called mitah, called a bed. Uh, um, so therefore, if you want to think of malchus like being a bed, so the, 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 the sheet is the upper part of the bed. And it surrounds the bed. So that would be like a makif on the bed. That would be like keser of malchus. That would be like, on one hand, it's a sheet on the bed. On the other hand, it's part of the bed. It's a keser of malchus. The whole other said this. However, so that's why there where Rashi is talking about the, the, the malchus, the way it comes down. And he's trying to say that even the keser is part of that coming down. He says, like a sheet on the bed. However, a malchus be keser, in chapter 20, when we're talking about the going down of keser, the fact that keser shines below, since keser is in its essence a, a light that's higher than worlds, so even when it comes down below, even when we talk about the malchus of keser, the fact that it, it, it communicates below and descends below, it's not mamish in a way that it's enclosing itself in the lower worlds. It still retains its Shamayimness. So we don't talk about it, mamish being like a, 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 um, a sheet on a bed. Atzlocheh.